0: Life's Third Act is a podcast dedicated to helping you get the most out of your retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, attorney CPA Joe Cordell features guests each week to discuss prominent topics for those over 55. Here's attorney CPA Joe Cordell.
1: Welcome to another episode of Life's Third Act. Those of you who remember Elder Talk, well, we're still following the same format, but. We think this captures better kind of the focus of this show. Consistent with that, we want to talk about the importance of having meaning in your life or fulfillment as we age. And so often, people especially who are in their last third of their life, they, they tend to slow down and slow down and slow down almost to where they come to a complete stop substantially before they leave this world. So, you know, as creatures, human beings are meant to move and go and do to the extent that our bodies permit. So we think this is a critical topic, is what is it we can do to find significance and meaning and purpose in our lives as we age? And it turns out that there are authorities in this field. It falls under the category, I guess, of a type of social work where you would study this sort of thing. But we wanted to find an expert in this field. And it turns out that we didn't have to look very far to find such a person. Uh, You want to introduce our guest? I would
0: love to. We have Ashley Kreitner. Uh, She's an activities director with Twin Oaks. Now, Ashley, we've had your grandma on the show, (laughs) your mom. Your dad, now you, and I. I understand there's like 29 family members that work for Twin Oaks. So eventually, we'll get through all of you. Yeah,
2: eventually. <laughs> eventually. eventually. It might take some time, though. Yeah, you a couple know? of years. Yeah, a couple maybe. of years. Yeah. Right. Right. Space this out a little bit. Well, yeah. we
1: have to talk a little bit about Twin Oaks so people will understand, and then we'll put it in context of of why this area of expertise that I've been talking about it would would have somebody employed whose job it is to focus on these things. Talk about what is Twin Oaks?
2: Yeah, so we're a family owned and operated um, senior care community. We actually have a couple. So we have Twin Oaks Estates in O'Fallon. We have Twin Oaks Heritage Point, um, which has assisted and independent living as well as garden villas. That's where I predominantly work. So occasionally you'll see me bop between a couple of them, um, but that's really my home base. And then we also have um, our Stone Ridge communities. um, So that's actually on the same campus as Heritage Point. And then we have um, Lake Ridge, which is in Lake St. Louis. Um, and then we have our Chestnut Ridge, um, and that's single family homes. So that's a little bit out of, you know, that doesn't work with seniors as much. But the community that I work with, Twin Oaks at Heritage Point, um, that is a senior living community, both with independent and assisted. So I create activities for both of those.
1: Okay. So so the these facilities are located in the St. Louis metro area mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. So I want to, um, and we'll talk about in the context of, of Twin Oaks, but as an activity director, a, social, a master's of social work, which is your you know, qualifications mm-hmm. or credentials, I guess, yeah. um, you've decided to focus entirely on the subject of how do I assure this sort of engagement, enrichment, life enrichment for, for older people? And so that, this role of activity director. So tell me how you define your purpose yeah, in this role.
2: absolutely. So really, and and you said it so beautifully. So, you know, as, as people age, they begin to slow down, they stop doing activities, you know, or they, you know, it's just less and less and less, like mom doesn't do this anymore, you know. So really what I want people to know when entering into a senior community is that your life doesn't end, right? It's a continuation of what you used to do in a new environment. So the way that we do that is I have to, as an activity director, create opportunities to do what you used to do. So a great example is the holiday that we um, we had recently, which was New Year's Eve. And, um, you know, what did you guys do on New Year's Eve? You know, maybe maybe you didn't stay up the whole night, but, you know, when you were younger, you know, sure. right? oh, yeah. Yeah. you used to get dressed up, you used to go out to a nice dinner. We you did know? do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Go to a nice dinner. Used to enjoy some drinks with friends, you know, and ring in the new year countdown, right? We did the same thing. We had a nice meal. It was beautiful. Um, our our chef, John at um, Heritage Point, created a lovely meal. We heard about him. Yeah, yeah. he's really great. So he created a lovely meal. It was like heavy appetizers, it was buffet style. So the residents came, they got what they got their fill. We had entertainment. We had music come in that day for for both our assisted and our independent living. And then um, we did play some big money bingo, so that was kind of fun. But um, apart from that, we had a champagne toast. We had a countdown. We... Um, we a lot of times we don't stay up to watch the ball drop, but what we what you can do it's a beautiful thing with technology. You can watch fireworks from across the across the globe. You know, I mean, they're celebrating yeah. New Year's at different right. times New year's than we are. Exactly. So we rung in the New Year with London.
0: <laughs> like, hey, how not fun, bad,
2: right? So you just have to create those opportunities. You know, um, to do exactly what you used to to continue that lifespan into the third. You know, third act.
0: Now, Ashley, do you ever get that individual who is you know, one of these people that just wants to isolate and doesn't want to be social? And how do you draw them out?
2: Yeah, it's a great, great question. So upon admission into our community, one thing that we do is we take what's called an interest inventory, right?
0: Interest inventory. Interest
2: inventory. Say that
0: 10 times fast. I
2: know, right? It's hard. Yeah. Um, But it's a great thing. So like, at the same time that you're signing your paperwork saying what your medications are and things like that, we're also asking, what do you like to do? You know, is TV the main thing that you love, you know, or mm-hmm. is it, you know, because as, as we get older, you know, they, we like to you like to do that. Um, but a great example is just this last week, I got a wonderful new admission. She's a great lady, a little introverted, you know, maybe not wanting to come out. About um, how old? Just says- oh, yeah, about 85. Okay. okay yeah.
0: Now so, now
1: often though, is that typical that people would, would enter your one of your facilities, independent living or assisted living at eighty-five, or is that a little older than they normally enter?
2: That's actually about average for about our assisted average. living right now. Why we, do they
1: wait so long?
2: You know what? It is so funny. I don't I I don't know why they wait so long. But I do have like a a slightly funny story. I gave, this is pre-COVID, and he actually never came to our community, but I gave a tour to a man and he was 93. And he said, um, he said, I think I'm a little young, but I might be looking into this in the next year or two. And I was like, oh, all right, you know, because I'm thinking like my grandma lives in our community and you're older than her, you know, but um,
0: I don't know why they wait
2: so long. I think, I mean, I do think sometimes cost is an issue I think that makes it hard. Um, but I also think it's, you know, you don't... I think that
0: people fear it. You know, I well, yeah, still think... Change. And St. Louisans are nesters. We yes. really are. We don't want to leave. Yeah. We want to stay planted. Absolutely. And it is really difficult for us to move. Yeah, absolutely. So, so
1: I steered you off your topic. So this this example you're Oh, giving.
0: yeah, this interest inventory.
2: Yeah. So um, The 85-year-old. So the 85-year-old. So she came in a very difficult week, right? Week of holiday, like right after Christmas, right before New Year's that week, you know, so you're, you're getting kind of that, um, a lot of people get, you know, they kind of get depressed right after the holiday, you know, it's like a crash almost. Um, so, right on after the, um, right after she was admitted, I talked to my um, colleague, Kathy, who is our admissions coordinator. She's wonderful. And she said, Hey, Ashley, she, you know, she's Christian. So I knew that was one thing that I, you know, I could kind of talk with her about, you know, cause we do have you know, spiritual activities. Um, you know, she, um, she was a farmer's wife. So um, she's a little bit more quiet. So I knew that kind of going in, she used to enjoy um, a glass of wine every night. And the, and she liked dry wine. So I made sure at happy hour that I went to her individually. And that is the big thing with introverted people. You can't just, um, send them a flyer. You can't just, you know, in our, in our community, announce it overhead, right? An and introverted person, you have to go and invite them because that invite directly, directly yes. in yes. person, not over yeah. the phone, you know, and you have to kind of say things like, can't wait to see you there. It'll be great to have you. That makes a world of difference to an introverted person. So um, the next day, right? So she, you know, had her interest inventory the next morning, made sure to invite her to our daily devotion program. Didn't ask her that, you know, to input a lot, just kind of let her observe. Because that's the other thing. If you, if you invite them and then you, you know, push them to maybe, talk a lot or, you know, give a lot of Might input. scare them off. It'll scare yeah. them off. And right. then for our New Year's our New Year's toast, I made sure I had Chardonnay. You know, Perfect. I made sure I had her favorite wine. Introduced her to another woman who grew up on a farm. You know, and those are the kind of things you, you have to make connections.
0: We do better no matter what age we are mm-hmm. when we're engaged with other people. Absolutely. We have to have those friendships, Absolutely. that companionship.
1: So give us, um, give us another uh, indication or give us some examples of things that would be on your inventory list.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So something that I, I try to make sure is that we're enriching the whole person, right? So um, as, as you mentioned, I'm a social worker. So I got my bachelor's at Lindenwood University and I got my master's at UMSL, both wonderful schools that still inspire my work. Um, a lot of people think when you're a social worker, it has to be something clinical, right? Or, you know, I have to work for CPS. You know, I mean, it's, right. you know, it's just, but it's not social work. You can work in a lot of different avenues. So um, one thing that they taught us was the bio, psycho, social, spiritual model. Yeah, right? Bio. Bio, biological. So physical. We need that
0: whiteboard in here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So the physical person. So Uh what I do when I use this model— to plan my activities. I try to make sure that every day, you know, or at least every other day, all of those needs are being addressed. So, People
1: need to make a note of this yeah. as a category of activities. Yeah. So let's so go through bio,
2: Yeah. So bio, we have exercise classes, right? During COVID, it was really hard to do exercise classes because, you know, we were all worried about the, you know, breathing too you know, like, cause it's all about yeah. the droplets and things. So we did a lot of classes, you know, um, where we would go out and, um, take walks. We, would do scavenger hunts, you know, things like that. Um, I think it was, it was St. Patrick's Day. I did a shamrock scavenger hunt where everybody had to find every, I, oh my gosh, it took me so long. Um, But I made different color shamrocks and I hid them all over the community. And you had to get them. And whoever found, I only had like four gold shamrocks. And then everybody who had found the f- gold shamrock, I think got $50. It was like a big deal though. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And each, fun. each yeah. color shamrock was a different prize. you know.
1: So, so, so are there some activities though, uh, that would incorporate, I know we're going to work through these, I promise. These yeah.
2: these but,
1: but there's some activities though that would encompass all of those. I mean, some, uh, you know, like going to on a, On a historical tour would include walking, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, our trips, our trips absolutely kind of have all of them incorporated sometimes. So, yeah, so we would do, like, for example, a trip we went to the Ferris wheel. So, that has your walking, that obviously has the one, the big one in in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. So, So you're learning something that's your psycho, you know. Psycho's um,
1: two. What's mm -hmm. the third?
2: Spiritual and social. So social is really anytime we're getting together, yeah, you know, yeah. but on a daily basis, right? I I, I can kind of tell you, so on a daily basis, we start our day with daily devotion. So that's your spiritual right there, right? We're, you know, asking if someone needs prayers, we're sharing our faith, whatever it may be. But that's
1: voluntary, obviously. Oh, but, absolutely. But I bet of a substantial majority in, oh, in yeah. Missouri, where you yeah. all are located... What, would you say 80% would attend something like that?
2: You know, I would say it kind of depends. I would probably say more 20 or 30.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's not a majority. It's not, okay. now the things that get majority, that would be like your social events. So spiritual, I mean, you're still got a pretty good amount. 20 to 30 for me is a pretty good amount, especially at 9.30 in the morning.
1: <laughs> okay, It's
2: a little bit earlier, you know. Now our our big, If when a minister comes in, yes, you're getting close to like, you're getting close to that 60, 70, 80 range, you know. But would
0: you say, is it fair to say that most of the residents have faith? Of, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, they I would attend church. That you're
2: definitely talking about an 80%, you and know. So
1: what about Roman Catholic versus Protestant?
2: Yeah. What Like, what is the breakdown? Uh, yeah.
1: Because I assume there uh, there's a Jewish community that, that I know focuses on Jewish residents. Mm-hmm. There's... I don't think we have a large Muslim population. I mean, it's just very less than 1%. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. So,
1: I assume we're talking about Protestant and and Catholic largely. Mm-hmm. What's the ratio? What?
2: I would definitely say more Protestant than Catholic. Now, in our community, um, Catholic is pretty big because my grandmother was. And my well, my grandmother is Catholic. Um, so we do like like in O'Fallon where my grandmother will lead rosary every day, right? You know, so that's pretty important to them in um at at Winsville, we have um, rosary maybe two to three times a week. Um, But then we have daily devotion, which is a Protestant, it's a, you know, non-denominational, you know, Christian service. Um, So yeah, so, but I would definitely say if you're breaking down our community, you know, I mean, there's maybe a couple that don't practice a faith or don't believe in a, you know, in a higher power. And then you have probably a good 70% you know, of the population would maybe 60% would be Protestant. And then probably about 20% or so, 30% would be Catholic.
1: Let, let me insert a message here. And that's that uh, those of you who are not living in a community, which I assume is the majority of some sort, you um, Still, I want you to just transpose these things we're talking about and think of them in terms of what you're doing in your life, in your individual home, where it can be very much harder to accomplish the the social and other things that you just have to stretch harder. It's so easy to become a hermit when you're living in a house Absolutely. by yourself. but but still, I want I want I realize that's the majority of you, probably. so so I want you to take what we're talking about here and think about what can you do to where you accomplish these four categories of things. Regularly, because there's no question. All the experts agree; those things you mentioned, they're all correlated to health.
2: Oh, absolutely, long term,
1: and and the social piece, which a lot of people don't realize, it's huge in terms of mental health, avoiding dementia. Right. I mean, social activity Mm -hmm. is is as important as those crossword puzzles that you're probably sitting by yourself and doing every morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, studies show that, that isn't this true, uh-huh. that, yes. that social interaction really uses a fuller array of your brain, believe it or not, than those crossword puzzles that, that many of you I know do uh, or something similar. Now continue with, with what? You start out the day, you have... Yeah,
2: so we start out the day with daily devotion and that would be that spiritual piece that we're needing, right? Then we might have some exercise. Um, I even lead a sing-along that um, kind of gets people moving. Like we, you know, it's all chair-based and we have a great time with that. Um, then we have something called... So that's our, that's our bio, our physical. Physical needs are also met at mealtime, met by our nurses, right? But actual activity-wise, that would be like your exercise classes, which um, we have we work with um, our physical therapist. Um, it's an—they're um, amazing, and they do our classes. Um, I also lead some classes. You know, so it's—it's it's a really great thing. Um, so then after that, we would have Java Music Club. That's kind of our psychological, and it is a therapy-based um, group that's centered around music. And it's sem- centered around memories. Every day has a different topic. Um, so so it can, give us an
1: example. Yeah. Sounds absolutely.
2: It's a gr- oh my gosh, Java Music Club is a great program. I absolutely adore it. So, um, so you start with basically saying that Java Club has the Vegas rule, right? What happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, what happens in Java stays in Java. You can talk openly about what's going on. So, and I you mean,
1: emphasize this absolutely confidentiality, and
2: it is it is amazing people stick to it. Really? Oh, absolutely. Even the ladies? Oh, yeah, you would be surprised. But yes, absolutely. They're like, no, that was set in Java. Like they don't, they don't. That is
1: great because it's borrowing from so many other successful models. Like AA. I think Mm -hmm. one of the AA things is that, is that, you know, apparently that people talk about confidential things and it's absolutely clear that it's confidential. Absolutely. it, It invites people to talk. It does, and to share things they wouldn't. To be otherwise.
0: open,
2: right? Yeah. But
1: but what a clever name!
2: Yeah, Java Music Club. So we, um, no, and and you can do this kind of thing on your own too. You know, if I think one of the one of the biggest things that I tell other social workers is to get a group of friends that do something similar to you, even if it's not. So find another group of social workers, even if you're not in the same. Maybe they work with kids, and I work with seniors. Same with seniors, though. Find your group of women. Find your tribe. Right. And meet for coffee once a week. Right. You know, really make that important. Make that something that you have to do. You know, and um, I mean, I think COVID taught us that, you know, yeah. that lack of interaction with people was huge. Yeah. Oh,
1: it was a Took huge, huge right? Mentally,
2: it really did. And yeah. Zoom, Zoom
1: didn't quite fill the gap. It yeah, helped. it
2: didn't. Yeah, it did help. It did help, you know. But with Java, so we start off by saying, you know, this is the Vegas rule. Everybody has a chance to share. You know, it's funny, we also have to make a note that like please limit the amount of sharing as well so that everybody has time you know cuz you always have that one person that wants to yeah.
1: you know dominate yeah. the
2: time and then we'll have lighthearted topics like oh you know the holidays or things like that but we have we have like heavy hitter ones too like grief and loss and um you know change gosh change is a big one and um and so that one is a great one for new residents that are coming in and each person gets a chance to share and then in between each question Question, right. So we'll ask a question. And between each question is a song. And it's usually something that is, um, you know, an older, you know, song that all of our residents know. Something they
0: can relate to. Mm-hmm. Something that was popular when they were young. Exactly. But exactly. You give,
1: I'm curious. So what yeah. would be the type of music? I'm trying to think they so,
0: 85. Yeah.
2: So with Change. Um, so one of 50s. the songs. It could be the 50s. But I mean, like we got the Beatles. We got like Here Comes the Sun. You know, that's uh-huh. a good one. Button up your overcoat. Coat is one that we use for like winter months. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, the button up your overcoat. I don't know. I can't I don't remember. Know if
0: I've yeah,
1: do it. So do
2: second? Take good the care of yourself. You belong to me. That oh, okay. I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard that, so yeah. that one is one. Um, the big one, the Java Music Club song. I'm like blanking a little bit. It was. It's like you've got a friend in me, but it's not the one from Toy Story. But uh-huh. it's, um, and then uh, the other one is like, "I'll be there for you." That's what we end every, everyone, um, every Java Club with, and everyone sings it. Everyone sings it, and the amazing thing is, like in our community, it's very well known that that's the song. Uh, we actually did like a an Advent by candlelight for our women, and we we incorporated it into there. And I also used like Christmas carols and things. Like, no one saying everyone's saying I'll be there for you like really That's the song that they all know. Java is very important to our community and how,
1: how long are these Java sessions an hour
2: okay. one hour mm-hmm. and how many times I a don't, week uh, once a week once a week I okay. don't recommend activities go beyond an hour because truth be told you're gonna lose you're gonna lose attention and no one really wants to do anything for more than an hour you yeah. know true so I I recommend a perfect activity is between 45 minutes and an hour long.
1: So now tell me though in terms of this um this model you describe yeah. like the the mental uh or what would it be cognitive I don't mm-hmm. know what category that would be but uh do you do field trips
2: Yes absolutely our trips are very um are very big so some of like the highlight ones so during COVID, it was very hard. We couldn't get out of the bus, right? So we would take, um, we did we did sightseeing trips, and then we, we had a new ice cream place. And then when we ran out of ice cream places, we went to donut places. And then when we ran out of donut places, we went to fast foods. And, you know, we, we drove through and we did picnics in the park um, because you, we needed to get out. So during COVID, we would go to different parks like um, Bush Wildlife, you know, or like— um, that area, the conservation. Um, we went to Quiver River State Park. That's
0: a really nice park. Oh, I love that gorgeous, park. Gorgeous, yeah.
2: right? And we had a picnic, right? Because you can rent out those gazebos for next to nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, so we would do those on nice days and then, um, you know, on days that weren't so nice, we had picnics at our facility. We would go out, take a tour wherever we were and then, um, you know, and then come back and eat whatever we picked up. But now that we're, you know, now that we're allowed to be out, um, the first trip that they wanted to do was the aquarium, which, um, just opened up in St. Louis. That's an
0: awesome Still haven't one. been there. Really? Either, yeah. No.
2: Oh, it's really uh-uh. fun. Um, this month on our on our trips, um, we are going to see we're going to the um, Conservation Center in Alton. I can't remember the name of it right now. So um, what
1: about history Museum? Art museum? Do you ever do
2: that? Is we that... do the art museum is a lot of walking, so oh. I, my residents don't totally love that one. Um, but yes, we have done we have done like the um, transportation museum before. That's a great one.
0: I was just there last summer. I love that.
2: Yeah, the Daniel Boone home is a great one. Our residents really enjoy the Daniel Boone home. I'm trying to think of some of the other like we went to the oh we went to the fabulous Fox and we did a tour of there.
1: Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, the
2: Fox Theater was super fun. Getting to learn about when it was built, kind of how it got revamped. Right. Those well, I've are great been going trips. to the
0: transportation museum. Really brought back a lot of memories. Seeing oh, yeah. all the old cars, mm-hmm. you know, from absolutely over the years.
2: Yeah, yeah. Those are those are really fun ones that we do.
1: So, can people suggest activities?
2: Uh, absolutely. You, you have so a suggestion I... box. We actually have a resident council meeting. Oh, okay. so it's in person. Okay, and you can do it by a suggestion box too. <laughs> but we actually have a resident. council council meeting and we have a president who's a resident. And she is like my eyes and ears when I'm not there. She tells me kind of, you know, because sometimes people don't really want to bring up what they want to do or what they don't like in a room full of people, but they'll totally tell their neighbor. So we, um, so Justin is my administrator in Winsville. He's my older brother. And we um, meet with our residents and my dad does this in O'Fallon. He's the director there. And um, we meet with them to talk about like our activity plan, our dining, you know, our dining plan, you know, housekeeping, nursing, and we get concerns, compliments, complaints there. And then that's what I use along with the feedback that I get from our our resident president and then our families as well, you know.
1: So then, um, so a lot of the ideas for activities may imitate or percolate from this initial meeting Mm -hmm. and then they, they make their way up to you guys. And then it's a matter of, is it financially feasible? Mm -hmm. So you probably have to have a certain number of people that have an interest in a particular activity for it to, Justify.
2: I usually say a trip has to have a minimum of eight residents. The only trip that I do that doesn't have a minimum is when we go to Veteran, or is when we go to um, Jefferson Barracks, which is a the only national cemetery, cemetery that we have right? in Missouri. Um, and the only reason I have that is because I have widows, so we actually go there twice a year on Veterans Day and on Memorial Day. Um, not on those days. The, either, you know, the day before or the day around, after, around, sure. and um, we go and we lay, um, we lay flowers and a penny on the graves. So that one, I, I don't have a minimum because right. I can't tell a woman we can't go, oh, yeah. you right, know, I right. mean, it would just kill me. And it, it's, that is probably one of my
0: favorite trips. It's a beautiful trip. And how many ladies usually go? And gentlemen. Yeah, gentlemen
2: too. Um, I think this year I had five from one community and about five from the other. So okay. what is your ratio
1: ball. your ratio of men to women? I, I know women predominate. It's
2: always gonna be more women than men. I would say in O'Fallon, you're maybe looking like eighty, twenty. Um, I mean in our in our assisted living in in Winsville, I would definitely say it's like it's probably like an to, you know, in our independent, maybe a little bit more, maybe you're getting into that like seventy five, you know, but it's definitely you know I have to ask
0: do you ever have any romances that blossom
2: absolutely <laughs> I mean any not ma- marriages not, or no marriages I've never I've never had a marriage but I was actually just talking to my mom about one the other day and they were they're so sweet they're like you know they're like little teens they hold hands in the hall and they're you know it's like going back to high school it yeah is. As you,
1: you know that that's probably healthy yeah? Yeah. yeah and
2: you know what's great is I mean uh, sometimes the families are involved too so like with this particular one um um, you know, they were in—they they invited, you know, each other to family gatherings at Thanksgiving. And I was like, how sweet, taking your friend home for Christmas. That like, is. you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving. So, yeah,
0: sometimes you do, you do know. Do you ever get two ladies fighting over one man or two men There's fighting over a lady? There's a shortage of men, it sounds well, like. Do, yeah. There is. You know, I've never had that before. I
2: But, I mean, I've only been that in— That you know a, of. That I know of. That right? I know of. I've never had that. And I've only been—I mean— Technically I've been in the field since I was like 13 but I mean I I've only been in this position for so long and you know you don't really learn things when you're the little snap girl you know Yeah yeah <laughs> so but yeah no I've never had that happen before yeah. So
0: what was it like growing up in this family? Yeah, th- and and you know being so involved, you it was, know, at a, as a young age, at a young age.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I I honestly assumed that everybody lived in their family business basically because <laughs> it was my, normal. It to was you? normal, you know. So my grandma started Twin Oaks out of her own home.
1: And about what year was that? In
2: 1981. 81. Yeah, so we're celebrating 40 years this year. Um, and my mom, I don't know if she kind of talked about that when she was on with you guys. She was actually a dance instructor. For a long time. And we actually lived in, we had an apartment in that building. So I just assumed that I actually thought we were going to move to Ponderosa when I was a kid. I was like, well, they have an ice cream machine. So I really want to live here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just assumed everybody lived, you know. But um my first job, probably at I was trying to think back, you know, when I was when I was thinking about coming on the show, um, to what my first job was at Twin Oaks. And I was 13 and I was the snack girl. And so I would come around with big cart full of goodies. Um, you know, my generation's obsessed with like Harry Potter and things like that. I was basically like the trolley girl, you know, <laughs> I had all the snacks and the candies and the coffee and the cocoa and stuff. And I would go room to room around seven o'clock at night.
1: Was that a cart you were pushing? Mm-hmm. It was okay. a cart,
2: just like a little cart, you know, two tiered uh-huh. cart. And, um, I would ask if they wanted anything off the cart and I would kind of talk with them and stuff. Um, and then eventually my uncle moved in and he, 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 like was a farmer and he always needed to be busy and so I would grab a Dr. Pepper for him and he would push the cart and, you know, I would do that together. And um it was I think he looked forward to it more than I did. Yeah. You know? And then as I aged my roles, you know, became a little bit more, you know, a little a little bit more um advanced, I guess. So I became a, a nurse aide in college and um one of my favorite jobs when I was in college, um, and then I eventually worked in the receptionist and then, you know, onto activities. But one of my favorite jobs in college was I was I was grandma's date to weddings. Like, so it's sometimes families with these big events, they're worried that, you know, grandma might get kind of pushed aside or, or you know, um, you know, there, so you get to escort. I got to be the escort oh. for grandma. So I would help her get ready. I would drive her to the venue. I would make sure that she was in all the pictures, that she looked beautiful. She had her lipstick. Right. We would dance. We would eat. We would have fun. Grandma tell me when she's tired, we head home. So I you would it. take,
1: in addition to helping get her ready, you would take her to the wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You'd meet the family. I
2: would. Oh, the family already knew me. It was always usually a family. So it was always a resident of ours, right? So the family uh-huh. would just ask, hey, I need to hire a, a private duty nurse aide. Well, I was a private duty nurse aide that my dad knew and trust. So sure. he would say, do you want Ashley? I would say that's a very good gig. Yeah. yeah. I loved, that was like my favorite thing. It was so fun. So, yeah.
1: so when you, though, went to college and decided that you're going to get this, mm-hmm. you're going to social work. Did you do that with the intention of working in the family business?
2: So you're gonna laugh. I actually was a, a music major before I for a year and a half. I was a, I was going to be a music teacher, and it wasn't until I I went to Quincy University for a year. I transferred. I started at Lindenwood. And I was in my first semester, and I was just falling out of love with with everything with teaching. I was not looking forward to starting, you know, um, like student teaching and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I'm Catholic. You know, I think I mentioned that before. And I went to mass and we have a very small group. And it's very uncommon for a priest to like during a homily to be like, so like, let's have a call and respond. And you guys tell me things. Well, this priest, since it was such a small group said, I want you to, I want everybody to name a gift and a talent that you have. I was like, oh, okay, well, this will be interesting. So I was in the third row. So I had a little bit of time to kind of think about my answer. And the first person said, um, I'm I'm musically talented. I was like, oh, huh, all right, well, that's my answer. So, okay, I'll think of another one. And then the next one was like, I'm great with kids. And I was like, oh, okay, second one gone. Um, <laughs> next one, you know, and they're all saying things that I was going to say. And so finally, I was like, I'm really good with seniors. And he was like so excited, and he was like, "That's wonderful. What's your major? What are you going to do?" And I was like, "I want to be an elementary music teacher." And he was like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> and he just kind of like moved on. And I was like, "Oh," and it sat with me. I mean, you would have thought that that interaction meant nothing, but it sat with me. Sure, that I wasn't using the gifts and talents that I had built in from. Being born
0: into... Your right. natural gifts. Yeah. yeah you know? And it was truly your passion, your calling. Exactly. Which,
1: which could include music and obviously does.
0: It does. Shop a club. Yeah. I changed my
2: major the next day. No joke. Really? I did. I changed my major to social work the next day. Yep. Called my counselor told him I'm switching. It was the perfect time to switch. It was at the end of the semester and I started, so I started social work my, yeah, my my fourth semester in college. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's uh that was a epiphany. It so was. I- that's what I was
2: thinking, yeah. Absolutely was. It was it is it is so cool, you know, and and I mean faith was always so important to my. is so important to my grandma. And so I, you know, it for me it was perfect that that's how I kind of decided, you is know. Is she your mentor? In many ways, professionally and personally. You know, I hope that I can continue her legacy of like being a hard worker, being a compassionate worker, you know, always, you know, having a strong faith and making the world's best cinnamon rolls. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's something that she passed down and I've made with the residents. It's fun. Yeah.
1: So then this uh, this activity director title that you have mm-hmm. really doesn't quite capture the range of things, but but you would say that to describe everything you do, it would be—and you said something to, to this effect before we went on air, I think, mm-hmm. was that you add enrichment to mm-hmm. seniors' lives.
2: Yeah. Sometimes I call it lifestyles coordinating because, like, you're—like I said earlier, you're reaching the entire person. You want to make sure that each—and I mean us, too, right? Not just residents. Us, too, need to— um, hit those that biopsychosocial spiritual every day right what are we doing each day to do something good for our body right mm-hmm. so either it's eating healthy or getting out and getting some exercise you know what are we doing to enrich our mind so that's your cognitive development okay, I was sw- it that's can also be it can also be emotional too though that psycho, psychological, that's big, right? It can be cognitive. So, I mean, like you mentioned before, a lot of our seniors love like Sudoku puzzles or um, crossword puzzles, things like that. Things to help, you know, exercise your mind. Keep your mind sharp. Exactly. But also like, your your heart, right? You know. Um, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you're doing something emotionally for yourself, you know. And then um spiritual, are you, you know, do you believe in a higher power? If you don't, I think it's just important that you believe in something greater than yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't always have to practice a religion, you know, but you need to believe that there are things more important than your happiness at all, at all times. Whether it's your greater community, right? Are you doing something for you know a church or or just your community? I mean, St. Louis went through some really tough stuff. What did we do to better our community? Did you donate to a charity? You know, with COVID, so many of the um, the food pantries were running dry. Right right? Yeah. You know, donate to that. That's good for your spiritual well-being too. Meditation is so important. You know, it's so good to take even just five to 10 minutes in the morning and affirm yourself, you know, mm-hmm. I um, I actually have an app called I Am, and it sends me daily affirmations five times a day. There are really? a lot
1: of those apps. Right? Uh, I mean, really good apps.
2: Yeah, and that's so important for our seniors. As we age, you know, um, there's a lot of beauty in aging. You know, I love one of my seniors, like she said, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what the whole conversation was, but really like once you get older, she doesn't care what people think anymore. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I were you. I'm still 30 and I care, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I care what the Joneses are doing, you yeah. know? And she's like, Psh. She's like, the Joan just moved out. I don't need it anymore. You know, she did. Yeah. So that's the beauty in aging. But a lot of times we're hard on ourselves. Even in our own communities, we'll see people who will compare like their daughter visits her more than my daughter visits me. And that they internalize that. And that gets mm-hmm. hard, you know, I or, you know. She's 91, and we have a 100-year-old that is amazing and, you know, moving around and everything, and there's maybe a, you know, an 85-year-old who's in a wheelchair, and she's like, but she's 100, you know, and so we're hard on ourselves. We need to affirm ourselves daily, you know, and then so we—oh, and social. I mean, your social is so important,
0: you know, getting
2: with your friends, calling up your friend, Um, you know, I'm always— as just a person, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm continuing to grow my friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just a text or a phone call once a month, I'm yeah. blessed that I have friends that understand I get busy.
1: And one thing wonderful about about community living, among, mm-hmm. among many things, one thing that especially though is that it kind of pulls you into social settings and pulls you into sort of engagements yeah, that... That it's too easy to just let go if you're at home.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's
1: such an effort at home, and and when you're in a when you're living in a community environment, and we've said a lot on this show, we, we've had several people who are affiliated with communities of various sorts for older people, and I'm a big fan of it already. I can tell you, and we've talked about this. I mean, I, my wife and I've talked about it. You know, I see it as when the time comes that. Mm-hmm you know we will definitely choose to live in a community I can't imagine us even if we can afford it and we probably could Mm -hmm. to have all those services come to our house I don't think I want that but a lot of people do and I know that especially maybe the generation that I'm looking at right now or that most of our listeners but I think the younger generation in large numbers is going to say you know, the older I get, the more I want to be living in an environment where I have the sort of interactions, the the things you describe. Yeah, Cause it it just makes it easy to accomplish those necessary things for
2: health. Absolutely. And the the good thing about it is kind of like what I said earlier, like you're continuing what you did at your at your home, right? Just in a new environment. And it takes the pressure off. Isn't it nice to have a party that you don't have to clean up for? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? Like somewhere they already did all the planning. They already cooked all the food. They already, you know, that's kind of what community living offers. And you're
0: not going to be lonely. You have so many people around you. Yeah, Because I think loneliness can really do someone in.
2: Absolutely. Especially after a loss. Yeah. So we had, um, and and that's one of the great things about communities is that, so the activity calendar that I have this month is way different than the one I had in 2019 at this time, right? So in 2018 or 19, I had four widows come in all at the same time within two weeks of each other. All of them had lost their husband that month. And so I actually started a grief and loss group. It's no longer happening right now because I don't have many people that are needing that service anymore. But um, that's the great thing about community living is you're going to find someone who's going through the same thing. You
1: just walk out your front door and Absolutely. there it is.
2: Absolutely. And that's
1: not easy to accomplish when you have a single family dwelling.
2: No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. And you're... It, like you like you mentioned i mean here's the truth i i believe that community living keeps you long, young keeps you young you know it's it's so great because you do you it it makes it so much easier to go and talk to your friend if she lives right down the hall than it does to call her up go to a coffee shop Order what you need, you know, or, I mean, say someone doesn't drive anymore. Find someone to drive you there, right?
0: Right. It's a lot of effort.
2: Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. even easier to see family. I have actually, so I have one, I have one set of three siblings and I have one set of two siblings just in our community. So it's even easier for them to see their brother and sister. Three siblings. Three siblings live in the same community. Over 80. Oh, I love it. Yeah. All over 80. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And so, I mean, like, I was joking around with my brother. I was like, that's going to be us. And uh-huh. he's like, oh, good. I work with you and I get to live with you later in life, you know. But no, I mean, like, it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. We can keep on this conversation. Um, but I hope that, and I, I'm confident that we did communicate the main point of the show. And the main point of the show is to make you aware of the importance of trying to be engaged, to seek enrichment, to... Mm-hmm you know, to have those needs that we've talked about met. And, yeah, it's easier to do it in a community, and I'm a big fan of the community. So I hope that a lot of you all got that message. But even the people that didn't, you know, that, that say still that that's not what I want, it, still I want you to feel the obligation every day when you get up mm-hmm. to to accomplish the things that, that you described.
2: Yeah, what to, can you do for your mind, your heart, your faith, and um, and your body each yeah. day? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and the good thing is there are activities that do them all four at the same time. And you gave some examples. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really the great stuff. When you can be walking, you can be with a group of people, and you can be engaging your mind at the same time. And I mean, th- this, is th- this is the sort of wonderful stuff that, that will add years to your life. So that's kind of the point of the show is that the third act, it's, it's supposed to be the best act. Uh, but that really only happens if you expend some effort to make it so. So a uh, marvelous guest. I tell you, Ashley, you. Yeah, you, you definitely are full of enthusiasm for what you do. Yeah, uh, I love my job. Yeah, I can tell you're a true believer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So,
1: and I think you sold your argument too. So <laughs> anyway, so this has been another episode of Life's Third Act. Till next time, take care.
0: You've been listening to Life's Third Act, a podcast for thriving in retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, your estate and elder law advisors. Each week we discuss topics and answer questions to help you better plan for your future. For more information, visit TuckerAllen.com. Subscribe and listen again next week for another edition of Life's Third Act. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.